911. What is your emergency? Ladies never kiss and tell, but we do kill and tell. I know guys, it's been a while, so let me reintroduce myself. I'm Kaylee, your host of Kill and Tell Podcast. I know it's been forever guys, but we are back with season three and I'm really excited. I feel like in order for me to come back as strong as this season is going to be, I needed that year break to kind of reconnect with my creative side and find my passion for true crime again. I felt like producing this podcast last season with all of the changes of becoming a solo host, it was a lot to kind of just jump into that rhythm without being fully prepared for it. So over the last year, um, my life has been crazy but amazing. And I'm really excited for season three, guys. I feel like this is, this is the season that it's all going to make sense. Like it's all going to click together. It's the season that you guys deserve and the season that I've been waiting for, so I'm so excited to come on this journey with you. Just because I took a break from producing the podcast, I never took a break from true crime itself. I mean, how can you? I was listening to other podcasts and documentaries, and it got me thinking that I kind of want to switch up the focus of this podcast and focus more on survivor stories, mysteries, and missing persons, a lot of unexplained cases. I still definitely want to cover murder cases, but I want to do it in more of a tasteful way. I want to be able to give the families of the victims and the victims themselves the respect that they deserve. I feel like podcasts and documentaries and just true crime in general focuses so much and not even intentionally, but they romanticize either the killer, the perpetrator, or whoever it is committing the crime. And I just feel like I want to use this podcast specifically to instead focus more on the victims and give them a voice and still tell you the story and still tell you what happened and all the nitty gritty parts about it, but really make sure we're focusing on what's important. So yeah, that's just how this podcast, I'm going to try and reframe it. Any suggestions, feel free to let me know, guys. Obviously, you can message me on Instagram at killandtellpodcast, or you can email me at killandtellpodcast at gmail.com. So, what better way to start off season three than with a case update? Guys, not even just any case update, like the case update. I need like a drum roll. 18 years later, and we've finally have answers of Natalie Holloway. The case, the very first case that I had covered personally on this podcast, season one, episode two. If you don't remember it, go check it out because you're going to want to know all the details before this episode. So after 18 years of questions and uncertainty, we finally have an answer. The never-ending nightmare is over. Beth Holloway told CBS News correspondent Janet Shamlian, and to me, that's better than closure, she said. On October 3rd, 2023, 
Joran van der Sloot not only changed his plea deal to guilty, but he also gave a statement to his lawyer, Kevin Butler, describing in detail how he brutally murdered 18-year-old Natalie Holloway. So as Joran describes it, Deepak and Satish dropped him and Natalie off a good distance away from the hotel. Joran purposely did this, he says, so he could still have, quote, time with her, aka he still wanted to see if he had a chance. He and Natalie walked to the beach and he began kissing her. He laid her down on the beach and continued to kiss her, but when he started to make further advances, Natalie rejected him. However, Vandersloot would not take no for an answer. So, as he kept pushing for more, Holloway, our girl, need him in the groin to get him off of her. Like, queen. Obviously, this pissed him off. So, he stood up, and like the freaking monster that he is, he kicked Natalie so hard in the face that it knocked her unconscious. He said in his statement that at the moment, she may have even been dead, but he wasn't sure. But he knew she was definitely unconscious. In his rage, Vandersloot then stood up, and now scared because he didn't know what to do, Vandersloot took a cinder block, like, I'm sorry, why did you just find a cinder block? Took a cinder block lying around and struck Natalie in the face. Trigger warning. Vandersloot said he watched as her face collapsed in on itself. He then dragged Natalie's body into the water, released her into the sea, and walked home. So as I was watching the videos of her mom being interviewed, she was so happy that her daughter went out fighting until the end. She did not give up. There really are no words for this, honestly. I mean, what a senseless loss of life. There is no need for it. Vandersloot's a freaking pig. But good for Natalie for fighting him off and trying her best to survive and escape him. The sentences Vandersloot will be serving will all be served concurrently with each other and also concurrently with the already existing 28-year sentence for the 2010 murder in Peru. So Vandersloot is going to actually be flying back to Peru as soon as possible to start serving those sentences, according to the U.S. Marshal's office. So Beth Holloway was doing an interview, and she said her daughter, who vanished just days after her high school graduation, would now be 36 years old. She would most likely be a doctor and have children of her own. It's so hard to think about that because it almost feels like and I mean, I can't imagine going through this, but it must have felt like time stood still for so long. And then you look back and it's 18 years have passed and so many life events and accomplishments and milestones would have passed. And like her mom said, like she would have been a doctor, like she would have had kids, like I would have been a grandmother. I think that really strikes a chord with me where it's like, this monster just took all of this away for what? Because he couldn't get laid? Like, it just, it's baffling. And it's sick and disgusting because not only did he do it to Natalie, he also did it to another woman five years later. Don't forget. Even though the story didn't have a great ending, we still have answers. And Beth Holloway said it best. She said, quote, It's been a very long and painful journey. But we finally got the answers we've been searching for. For all these years, we got justice for Natalie. Criminologists estimate that at least 340,000 murders 
have gone unsolved since the 1960s, leaving family and friends to wait in wonder. However, with new technologies and scientific advancements, the odds of cold cases being solved is ever-increasing. Even with those grim statistics, I hope that this case can offer a newfound hope to the other families out there still searching for answers of what happened to their loved ones. And if this case shows us anything, the answers are out there and they will be found. What a better way to make a comeback than to be posting season three, episode one on the spookiest day of all days, Halloween. Guys, where did October go? I mean, literally flew by. I think personally, and like, I don't really care if you agree because it's fact, October should last at least three months. Like there should be three months of October. That's how good of a month it is. If you don't agree with me, turn the podcast off. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Stay. I missed you. So happy Halloween. And guys, before I forget, my caffeine dealer of the day, Castaways Vintage Cafe in Gloucester, I got a hot mocha latte with caramel, salted caramel, and an extra shot of espresso because I wouldn't be able to get through the day otherwise. Sorry, but yeah. All right, guys. So go get your coffee. Tell me who your dealer is. Email me, DM me, get ready for next week's episode. I'm so freaking excited. And yeah, so enjoy Halloween. And I missed saying this. As always, guys, especially today, keep it spooky.